Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kochanov, and today we are off to the beach for a pooch party. But before we talk pooches, how is everyone? I hope you are all doing well and enjoying your Tuesday. I'm actually recording this on Sunday evening. I'm feeling very relaxed and very recharged after an extended stay in Black Mountain, North Carolina this past week, which if you don't know Black Mountain, you should because it's an adorable town, uh, but it's closer to like Asheville. It's uh, I feel like that's a better point of reference for most. It's about 15 to 20 minutes away. I feel like the moment we told everyone we were going to like Asheville or like near Asheville, everyone like lit up. I feel like that's like the hidden gem of North Carolina. I feel like it's been like that way for a while. Uh, it's a really cool, I, I guess, town, city. I'm not really sure. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's a really cool place. Um, we went to Asheville, I think, two nights because um, we also worked. It was like a working vacation. I know that Keon and I were just kind of desperate to get out of Pittsburgh. We needed a change of scene. Um, and our good friend Neha was moving from Florida back to Pittsburgh for a job. And we decided to meet her sort of like halfway and just spent the week in Black Mountain. We rented an Airbnb. It was lovely. And we just kind of worked. We all are fortunate enough to be able to work remotely. So we worked Monday through Thursday and then we had Friday off. And then uh, Kian and I and Nahab all drove up to Pittsburgh yesterday. But it was lovely. Um, I learned two things when I was in Black Mountain. Number one that they are home to the best French onion soup I have ever had in my life. And this was at a restaurant called La Guinguette, which is like a French restaurant. It's almost like this beautiful little like cafe situation, but it's like a little bohemian. I actually looked up what a guinguette was because it doesn't look how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, But apparently guinguettes were popular drinking establishments located in the suburbs of Paris and other cities in France. And guinguettes would also serve as restaurants and often as dance venues. The original term comes from guinguette, indicating a sour white local wine. Lovely. It was the most adorable place. And we we kind of stumbled upon it by accident. We were just looking for um, somewhere to eat one evening. This is in Black Mountain. This was not in Asheville. Um, But it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I love French onion soup to begin with. And this was actually a vegetarian-friendly uh french onion soup because it was made like the base was made with vegetable broth rather than beef broth which is a little bit unusual but neha said like since she's a vegetarian it's it's like so rare that she comes across um a french onion soup that she can actually eat because most of them are beef broth based but it was so delicious that we went there twice we went there two days in a row and they have like amazing crips and like all these it was just a really cute place it was still like kind of earthy and like southern at the same time but it was also like a french uh like this like beautiful marriage of both cultures so lug and get if you're in black mountain north carolina hit it up and get the french onion soup it was delish and the second thing that i learned while i was in black mountain is i finally this is this is like i guess my naivete of like not knowing what this meant because i've heard ina say this so many times that you could just pick something up at your local hardware store. And most of the time she was talking about that or when she would say that is um, if she had like a sheet pan or like um, 
I remember in the episode that um, she helped TR make that steak. She said to go to the hardware store and pick up a cast cast iron skillet. And I was like, what does she mean by a hardware store? Because to me, a hardware store is like Lowe's or Home Depot. I I was not, I didn't understand what that meant, but they had a, a hardware store in Black Mountain on like the main like drag. And it has everything. It has like kitchen stuff. It has like home improvement stuff. I've never seen anything like it before. And I, I guess it's just because I've never, like in, I don't know, the suburbs of Pittsburgh, I guess we just didn't really have them. But I loved it. Like, Keon and I were walking up up and down every aisle. And we were like, they have everything here. I just, like, didn't know what a hardware store was. So now I know what she means. And I guess they're uh, popular in East Hampton as well, too. And, and they show um, TR in that episode, like, going to the hardware store. But it just, it didn't, I guess it was like a tinier one. This one was crazy. It had, it was like two storefronts long and it had everything from like candy to like garden hoses. It was awesome. So yeah, it was a lovely weekend away or lovely week rather. Um, And now I'm back in Pittsburgh and ready to talk about the pooch party. This is season seven, episode seven. Again, the title is pooch party. How many times can I say pooch party? Uh, And here we go. Let's get into it. So Ina starts by saying, I love entertaining on the beach. So when my friends Joey and Maureen told me it was their dog Theo's birthday, I thought, what a great excuse for a party. So I've invited lots of friends with their dogs to meet me at the beach. The four-legged ones are going to have these amazing treats. And the humans, what else? Hot dogs on the grill. Well, not really hot dogs, but grilled sausages in buns piled high with sautéed onions and peppers. A classic potato salad. Well, with the volume turned up. And what better drink to serve at the beach but sea breezes? And for dessert, a fabulous sheet cake with chocolate frosting and decorated with adorable dog cookies. Well, I know the dogs are going to have fun at the beach. And with all that good food, I bet the humans won't have a bad time either. <laughs> Great. Um, this sounds... I love dogs, first of all. Um, but I... <sighs> cooking on the beach? No. I don't think, I don't think is what I say to that. Um, I just feel, I mean, we'll get into it later when she actually like, I just feel the idea of like dragging all of that crap through the sand. Cause she, I mean, Ina goes in hard. Like she's going to bring the grill. She's going to bring the table. She's going to bring the tablecloth. She's going to bring that touch of Barefoot Contessa anywhere she goes. So the fact that she was willing to do this, it's uh, truly a labor of love. But we'll get into that later uh, as far as like when they actually go to the beach. But now let's talk potato salad. For the longest time when I was a child, I hated like macaroni salad and potato salad. I thought it was disgusting. And now I love both. I think I like potato salad a little more than macaroni salad. Um, So Ina starts with making this delicious potato salad. It's It's pretty standard, I would say. Like, with the volume turned up a little bit. So let yeah, let's talk about it. So she cooks the potatoes um, and drains them after cooking for 10 minutes. And then she steams them for 10 minutes with a dish towel over it on top of the colander, which is like a hot tip. Um, I've never done it actually, but it, it makes sense. It kind of just like, I can't remember what she said. It like continues. It kind of just like makes sure that the cooking lasts like a smidge longer and really gets the potatoes like to the right consistency. So next she makes the sauce for the potato salad, which is one cup of mayo. I want to say this too. My family growing up was a miracle whip family. Like we did not touch mayo. I don't think I had mayo until I was like in college, I feel. I feel like it's kind of just like 
whatever your parents and their parents and their parents like uh, did before them. That's kind of what you're grown up on or like brought up on rather. Um, I don't really love Miracle Whip. I will eat it, of course. But like once you have mayo, you kind of can't go back. And I feel like with a potato salad, you should have mayo. I know there are different versions of potato salads. I know that like um, there's one that's like a little bit more oil based. I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like that's like a French potato salad because like I can't imagine the French putting like globs of like <laughs> like Hellman's into their uh, into their potato salad. I feel like it's a little bit more sophisticated. Um, but I will eat both. I will say I am team mayo all the way. And I've actually kind of converted my I know I've converted my parents. I think my brother still likes Miracle Whip. And I don't know what my grandma's stance is. I feel that she's also team Miracle Whip. So it's uh, very divided in my family. But nonetheless, this looks great. Anyway, back to the sauce. Um, so in addition to the mayo, she puts a quarter cup of buttermilk. She was like, use whatever you have. Buttermilk, white wine, chicken stock. I was like, those are very, those like three very different consistencies, especially like buttermilk and white wine. And chicken stock is kind of like maybe somewhere in the middle. And I guess really it's kind of whatever you have on hand. I, I do understand that to an extent, but um, I can't imagine putting chicken stock in it or white wine. I mean, all ideas to try this summer when I make my potato salad. Next, she adds two tablespoons of Dijon mustard, and then she adds two tablespoons of whole grain mustard and lots of fresh dill. I love fresh dill. I feel like every time Kian and I, because we have like a little slice of garden, like, like a little yard in our backyard in the city, um, and we, we grow a garden every year, and it kind of just like changes and shifts and depending on what we're in the mood for that season, but I feel like we never do fresh dill. I'm going to have to make a mental, mental note to, to plant some. And as Ina is chopping it up, she says, mmm, smells like summer to me. There is something about dill, I do agree, that does feel, it's more of like a summery kind of herb, I feel. Next, she's chopping up some celery. I go back and forth on celery in general. I like it. I, I feel like I always, every once in a while, I will buy like a stalk of celery. Is that what they're called? Stalks? You know, a bunch of celery that are made up of stalks. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Um thinking that I'm going to be like all healthy and stuff like that. But really, I I don't, I will say this about celery. The best part of the celery is like the very like inner sort of like core area of it. It's like these, I can eat them all day long. They're like very like leafy and almost like a little bit yellow. And they're almost like a little bit sweet. It's like at the very center of the bunch of celery. That stuff is amazing. I I could like eat that, but you have, you kind of have to like eat the rest of it, obviously, too. So typically, I don't know. It's like I buy celery and then it ends up like rotting in my refrigerator for like three weeks later and when I find it in there. But I like it with some ranch dressing. I like um, I almost said ants on a log. I would say ants on a log minus the raisins. I would just like the peanut butter only or almond butter. That would be good, too. And of course, celery is like in a lot of things like stuffing and other stuff like that. I... If I was making this, I would leave the celery out, but I do understand and appreciate the need for texture in a potato salad. You want that crunch. It's kind of a nice contrast. So um, I'll allow it. She also chops up some red onion, which I love. I feel like my rule for like any onion, but specifically red onion is just make sure that the, like, it's just like, 
I, there's nothing worse than like biting into like a huge chunk of raw onion, but specifically like red onion, it can really like just give you some gnarly breath. I mean, it's good. I love red onion. But she, I think Ina kind of knows that at the same time too. She used a, she chops it at a really uh, manageable size, we'll say. So she adds the celery and red onion and the sauce. And she tells us, this is actually a hot tip, that she's not going to check for seasonings now because the potato salad is warm and that you should really only check for seasonings in general when it's the temperature that you'll be serving it, which is really interesting. I would never have thought of that. So a good Ina tip for everyone. So Ina announces, I'm off to the beach to find the perfect place for the party. So she goes, this is what I don't understand. She goes all the way to the beach only to call her friend Joey, where, I mean, I guess if they don't know the beach well enough and it's like close by, it just seemed like, why did you have to go all the way there to call your friend? But it doesn't matter. So she goes to the beach and she calls Joey on the cell phone. And this is how the conversation, she, she's like, hi, Joey, it's Ina. She's like, hi. And then Ina says, how's the birthday boy? And Joey says, he's excited about his party. And then Ina says, well, I'm at Main Beach, just looking for somewhere to set up. I thought maybe somewhere down by the water in front of the pavilion. And Joey says, that sounds fabulous. And Ina says, okay, you call everyone and tell them where to meet. I'll bring all the food and the cocktails. We're having hot dogs. <laughs> and Joey says, very funny, Ina. And Ina says, haha, the dogs will never get the joke. <laughs> Oh, the banter is just, um, P.S. Joey is like deadpan during this. I, like she, there's not really signs of life. She's not really like, she seems like a swell gal, but I don't think she's meant for like these sort of, <laughs> Ina's like giving her everything she got and Joey's just like, hi. It's very, I don't know. I just like, and I don't understand. I guess I understand this conversation. I think Ina was trying to make a joke that they're going to eat, you know, dogs we're having hot dogs or maybe I don't know what is chime in here everyone like that's what I was understanding she's like we're having hot dogs she says very funny because it's like a pun or maybe she doesn't believe that Ina would ever serve hot dogs who knows and um that's the end of that the dogs will never get the joke apparently neither will I <laughs> So after the commercial break, Ina is sautéing some onions and peppers for the chicken sausage, a.k.a. hot dogs. As she's chopping up the onions and peppers, she says, I don't know who's going to have more fun, the people or the pooches. She's chopping up a ton of onions. I think she it totals like 10 cups of onions. And she's using Spanish onions, which are like the big, like they're just like have a bigger, what is the word, circumference, diameter. They're just bigger. I think that everyone knows what a Spanish onion is. If you don't, uh, just go to your grocery store. You'll find out. So she's sauteing the onions, all 10 cups of them. And uh, she puts a little bit of garlic in there. And then she chops up. I, I, It looks like two yellow peppers and two red peppers, which are the superior peppers because green peppers get out. They're fine, but they're just like, I don't know. Why have green peppers when you can have yellow or red? Or orange, really, for that matter. Once that's all done, she pours some sherry vinegar to deglaze the pan. Oh, and then she puts the peppers in, sorry. So she cooks the onions with the garlic, then puts the sherry vinegar in, and then puts the red peppers and yellow peppers in, as well as a tablespoon of tomato paste and some crushed red pepper. Sounds delish. I, I don't know why she's making so many onions. I feel like... Maybe there's like 10, 10 or less people here, but maybe it cooks down to, I don't know why I'm trying to analyze this. Moving on. 
So now it's time for the birthday cake. Uh, and she very clearly says, not for the dogs, for the humans. And I'm like, what about Theo and his canine friends, Ina? I know she does get treats for them later, but um, I would love to see a dog eat a cake. I feel like they make those now, right? Anyway, she creams together two and a quarter sticks of butter, uh, three cups of sugar, and then she puts some eggs in it as well, and a little bit of lemon zest as well, too, which I think is a nice kick. She assures us, because it's like a chocolate frosting, I don't really think... I think she puts in just enough lemon zest to give it, like, a little bit of oomph. To me, if she put, like, a lot of lemon zest in, I feel like a vanilla frosting would be better. But I think... I can, like, taste this in my mind also. It's just, like, it has a little hint of something... I actually wouldn't mind like a little bit of orange zest in the cake. I think that would be really good. I'm am I the biggest like kind of going against my own sort of like mantra of like no chocolate and no fruit together, but I think zest is okay. That's like that's like a sort of caveat, I guess. Like I will take a little orange zest as long as it's not overpowering, I would say. And on t- after the orange zest, she puts in a cup of sour cream, and then she puts the dry ingredients in, which is three quarters of cups, oh no, three cups of flour, and then a third of a cup of cornstarch, which basically approximates cake flour, which I also feel is a hot tip because every once in a while, I don't really make cakes often, but like if I'm baking something and it, like I don't feel like going out to get um, cake flour, um, this is a good sort of, I guess it's like, I don't know what like how that would translate to like two cups of flour. I, I don't know, but I'm sure you could probably like Google it or something like that. It's a good tip. She gives it all a mix. Uh, she loves the lemon zest. She's like really losing her mind over that. I'm sure it does smell good though. So now it's on to the chocolate buttercream, which is, I mean, yes, bring me all the chocolate buttercream you have. Uh, she uses, she starts out by putting, I think it's like two bags of like Hershey's chocolate chips here. I'm surprised by this. Nothing wrong with Hershey's, no shade there, but I'm just surprised, um, you know, I'm just surprised it's not anything more sophisticated, like a Ghirardelli or something like that. Um, but anyway, she adds one and a half cups of heavy cream, and then she adds a touch of corn syrup and one and a half teaspoons of vanilla, the good vanilla. So this is where she goes into her pantry and grabs the pooch cookies. But these aren't the cookies for the pooches. They are pooch cookies, literally. They're they're cookies shaped as dogs. They're really cute. There's like a little fire hydrant. I love how excited she is by them. And then she also, oh no, she does get them here. She also, she after she gets the, the cookies shaped as dogs, she brings out, they look to be like some high-end doggy treats. They're like in this like sort of plastic cylinder with like a bow on top of it. So the dogs are getting a treat. But I don't know how much, how cool would it have been to like, I feel like she does that in an episode with Rob Marshall and I want to say his partner. Yes. I don't know Rob Marshall's partner's name, but they both come over and they make um, like doggy biscuits for Rob Marshall's dog. That's like another episode for the future. But nonetheless, the treats for the dogs look really cute and I'm glad that they're, they're getting something. Uh, so Ina makes her way back into the kitchen to finish the buttercream And she pours the chocolate into the standing mixer and says, it's a lot of chocolate, but it's a lot of cake. I feel like there's a, that you can insert that phrase and put like salt into that. It's a lot of salt, but it's a lot of soup. Like, I feel like that's something, or it's a lot of butter, but it's a lot of something. She always like says that to justify it too, but it is a pretty big, I think it's like a half sheep cake uh, or something like that. So it's, um, I'm fine with it. She says, it's always so dramatic to have a huge cake, and it's not that expensive. 
I guess so, unless you're like using the best ingredients ever. Maybe that's why she uh, she went with the Hershey's chocolate chips instead of the Ghirardelli. She's on a budget here. So into the melted chocolate, she adds a half a stick of butter and then whips it until it's buttercream. The buttercream is finished, and honestly, I would have whipped it a little bit more. It just seemed a little uh, rich, even though... I mean, I love chocolate in any form, really, uh, or chocolate buttercream to be more specific, but I could have used a little bit of a lighter frosting. She dumps it over the cake. I want to like bathe in this. It looks so luscious. Um, She says, you got to be sure that the cake is entirely cooked when you do this. Otherwise, you'll have a chocolate mess, (laughs) which I've done before. I feel like everyone who's ever made a cake in the history of the world has tried to prematurely ice a cake most of the time it's because i've procrastinated and i have to like make something for a picnic or someone's birthday it really is the most frustrating thing because it's just like you're trying to ice it but you're just like it's like one step forward three steps back because it just turns into a crummy glob of frosting i feel like if i was to name i can only think of one other thing at the moment but i'll I'll make a mental list for the future like another sort of frustrating thing that's just as as frustrating as icing a cake before it's too like before it's actually ready is trying to peel a hard-boiled egg and it's just not working when you just like it's like you're kind of mutilating the the hard-boiled egg and it's just like I got so mad one time I don't know what it was for it was probably like years ago that I was peeling a hard-boiled egg and like you know when it's just so bad that you peel like a chunk and it comes off with the shell and you can like if you can see the yolk it's all over. I literally like took it in my hand. And I, like, I just like squeezed it. I was so furious and I just like threw it in the garbage. And I know there are so many tips and tricks out there too. It's like bring the water to a boil and then put it immediately in an ice bath. And then I've seen something, I think I saw something on TikTok that was like put the eggs in like um, almost like a jar with water in it. And then you just like give it a shake and the shell just like pops off. And then I also saw on TikTok um, people that just like you crack the edge like you only take the tip of it off like a hard-boiled egg and then you blow it out I would love to try that I'm gonna try that the next time I make hard-boiled eggs um, but anyways the uh, icing a cake and a hard-boiled egg that just is being temperamental is uh, we'll start the list there and we'll add to it <laughs> so next she decorates the cake Ina is um beside herself really with these dog cookies i will admit like they're really really adorable like whoever made these is like making a killing because i feel like i i just honestly feel like they took a lot of time to make i think my favorite cookie out of the bunch is the poodle um and ina picks it up she's like look at this poodle her voice like went into the stratosphere it's like i've never heard her like I don't know, be as excited about anything in her life. <laughs> but they are really cute. And there's like a little tiny one. Oh, this is where her voice goes like, like she turns into a soprano all of a sudden. She's, I'm not even going to attempt to do it, but she's like, ooh, they're little tiny ones. Like, but like in a female voice. And it's really, really cute to watch her. I will say the cake is so big that as she arranges these cookies, like it seems like she should put something more on them because basically she puts the fire hydrant in the middle and then the dogs on either side, but she puts it at like the bottom of the cake. So there's like all this empty space. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a dog's birthday cake, so it doesn't matter. But also it does matter, Ina. I I just feel like there should have been more cookies or I don't know if she would have piped like some sort of pattern around it. Uh, It just seemed like blank space, Uh, but that's okay. 
So she says she's going to pack everything up and head off to the beach. And we get some uh, lovely B-roll footage of the dogs playing at the beach. Everyone seems very happy. Meanwhile, Ina is like slaving away over this grill. The wind is whipping. Again, what I talked about earlier, I, I would never like it's hard enough to manage anything on a beach like umbrellas, like even like putting your towel down sometimes, you know, when it's so windy. You're going to have to just like fall onto your towel because you can't like lay it out nicely. I guess it just depends on the day. But this day was crazy. <laughs> She's like grilling. But the tablecloth is like blowing like perpendicular to the table. It's like madness. Ina says, I'd say they're having a great time. So am I. And she said it like rather unconvincingly. Her hair is blowing so hard that it looks like it's like, <laughs> like slicked back. It's, it's crazy. I would be so, um, I just feel like there's sand everywhere. And I do love the beach. I know that like, I'm, I'm coming across as like, ew, sand. Like, I don't mind sand. I can take care of it on my own body. But like, I just feel like every, every sandwich that she makes and all that, like, I feel like there's just like a layer of sand on top of this cake that she, that she made. So those are my thoughts about cooking at the beach. Not something that I would want to be in charge of. I would want to be one of the people playing with my dog like 50 feet away. Ina does say, it's always a challenge cooking on the beach, but I'm always surprised with how great it turns out. So I guess she's, uh, I guess she's done it enough where she knows, you know, you got to get like, I, I imagine like bricks to put on your tablecloth so it doesn't fly away too. But um, anyway, the there's more footage of the dogs running around. It's very cute. I'm not sure what breed of dog Theo is, the birthday boy. He looks like the dog from Up. I think Doug was his name. He looks he looks to be kind of old. He's like in his senior years. I It looks to be. It might just be like his coloring. It's like brown and silver and sort of gray. But it's not quite a dachshund. Like, you know how the dog from Up is like, he's like shorter and squatter, but like, I don't know. He just has like a big head, <laughs> like doing a terrible job describing Theo. He deserves better than this. But um, nonetheless, Theo is adorable. And he's just sort of, you know, jogging around the beach, just, you know, basking in the glory of, of his birthday. Um, one of the women in the group actually gets in the water and she's like with her clothes on and she's like up to her knees and her jeans in the water. That would be also a no for me. Um, one, I feel like it's cold. I feel like New England has like five minutes of summer. So I feel like anytime you go to the beach, the water is going to be like sub-zero. So who knows? Maybe she had some cocktails. She might have had a few sea breezes and was, uh, you know, feeling up for the task. Or maybe she was like getting a toy for her dog. Who knows? But I thought that was a little outrageous. That was crazy. Speaking of the sea breezes, Ina is showing us how to make them. It's actually, uh, seems like a great cocktail. It's cranberry juice, grapefruit juice, and vodka. That's the good part, Ina says. And then Ina says, I gotta warm my buns, and I'm not kidding, which makes me think that it's cold. So that lady who is in the water, I, I don't know how you're surviving right now, because ugh, unless I brought like a change of clothes because I'm assuming she also had her shoes on oof there's nothing worse than having wet shoes like I feel like when I there's a um a theme park called Kennywood in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and anytime when I was younger we used to have like uh 
anytime I'd be at Kennywood or like if it was like a school picnic or something, I'd always want to ride the water rides. And I, di- I didn't care. I was like, my shoes are wet. It's all good. And I think last year, the year before, not last year because it was COVID, but Keon and I went and it was like the hottest day ever. And we went on this uh, ride called the Raging Rapids, which is one of those rides where you sit in like a circle and then everyone's like, see, there's like six people in it. And there's like, a, like almost like a steering wheel thing in the center. And you just kind of like go through the ride. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. But of course, um, there's one part of the ride where, oh, wait, maybe they took the waterfall out. It doesn't matter. I was very wet and I was like so miserable for the rest of the day. And we didn't bring a change of clothes. And like the wettest part of my body was like my crotch. So I was just like walking around Kennywood with just like a sopping wet crotch which was not ideal and my shoes were also wet too but back to this pooch party Ina calls everyone over and I tell you she's having a heck of a time getting these chicken sausages into the buns I feel like the buns need to be a little bigger I feel like there's a difference between like a hot dog bun and like um like a bun you would get for like a hot sausage sort of situation or like a bratwurst um it seems like they're almost the right size, but I, I just think she needs a helper. Like, I feel like the guests need to walk up to her with the bun, hold it open, and then she puts it inside. But she was kind of doing it all, like, with one hand. She was, like, kind of scooping it in. There's, like, one moment. It is, like, seconds away from falling out of the bun. And she puts the peppers on top of it. And the peppers are not... They're going, like, everywhere except the bun. But somehow she makes it work. I I mean, the magic of Ina, right? So the guests are eating all of the other sides. They um, they each get their uh, own individual like Chinese food container of potato salad, which is lovely. I do like the idea, something that I've adopted to like, although I do love family style, I think when it, when it does come to like packing something up, it is better for everyone to just have something like individually wrapped, um, which is like, definitely the cue that Ina was taking here. One of the women asks, is there a fortune in here? And she's like, ha 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 ha. And then like in the same breath, she like turns to her dog <laughs> and she's like, hey, she like screams so loud. It like, can't, it like, <laughs> like brought everything to like a screeching halt. Uh, it made me laugh because she was like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then she turned and like, was like bellowing at her dog to, uh, to stop eating something probably. So next, Ina brings out the cake. It looks amazing. It's a, it's a huge hit. Ina says, I think we're going to be celebrating Theo's birthday every year. And then like the last couple seconds of this is um, her bringing out, I guess like someone gave it to Ina. It wasn't one of the cookies she had earlier. It's like this, it looks like a sugar cookie, I guess, but like an oversized sugar cookie shaped as a bone. And it says like, happy birthday, Theo on it. It's very cute. And she, she like brings it out to Theo and she's like, here, Theo. And like, she's like, there you go. But like, she didn't, no one unwrapped it. So Theo's just like, are you going to unwrap this shit or what? It just like kind of looks, it's like, I would, it would have been so fun to watch him like take a bite out of it. And instead, Ina's just like, oh, there you go. And like, no one's like unwrapping it. Uh, And Ina says like, you're the best. End of episode. (laughs) Ugh pooch party i this is a one of a couple of episodes with dogs i don't know how ina feels about dogs i think i've said that in early episodes too that i i just feel like it's kind of how i feel about kids like i love kids and i actually like i like if i'm at a party and there's like a four-year-old i'd rather talk to a four-year-old than like an adult sometimes um because i think they're funny and they say funny stuff and in general like i do 
I'm really, really good with kids, but I, at the end of the day, like, I just want them to go back to their parents, I guess. I'd rather be the fun uncle. But um, I feel that's the way Ina feels about dogs. Like, she's never really... But she's, like, less into dogs than I am with kids. Like, she's... I don't know. I feel like her and Jeffrey should have a dog. I think that'd be really fun. But I don't... At the same time, I don't think they've ever really wanted it. Maybe Ina wanted one and Jeffrey didn't. Maybe Jeffrey wanted one and Ina didn't. I don't know. But what I do know is that this is the end of the episode. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, if you're on Facebook, I made a Facebook group for The Good Vanilla. Very searchable. Just type in The Good Vanilla and you'll find us. If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We got another one this week. This is from Anz Ducky, A-N-Z Ducky. And the title of this review is I'm Not Alone. It says, yes, I am so excited to know I am not alone with one of my foodie obsessions, Ina. Thank you, Nick, for bringing this podcast to life. It's one of my favorite listens each work week. You're welcome, Anne's Ducky. I'm so glad you're enjoying the podcast. I appreciate your kind words. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.